you know, I contemplated if I was going to talk about this, especially during the middle of a pandemic. Um, But I felt like right now is the time for us to be getting things together so that, you know, once things do change or like us figuring out how to function inside of this new normal of this new dysfunction that we're kind of in, um, I felt like it was still relevant to give you guys this information. Welcome to Beyond the Pretty, a podcast for the modern photographer in a world full of selfies. I'm Liz, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about the business side of photography, building generational wealth, and being healthy while doing it. Are you ready? Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh my goodness, what a week. I mean, 2020 is just flying by. Can you believe that it's already October? I swear, like I look out the window and it's like, oh my gosh, the leaves are already changing. Like this year has been completely crazy in terms of the way that it's moving. Like I just want it to be over. (laughs) I'm really excited to be back for today's episode. And guys, it's just me today. Are you excited about that? I am because we're halfway through the podcast series. It's been an amazing journey. I'm so glad that you guys have been on this ride with me and you've guys gotten to uh, meet a lot of my friends and getting to hear some of their stories. We have so much more in store, but before we got there, I wanted to kind of talk about one of the things that people ask me a lot as a travel photographer. Um, One of the things that's a little bit unique about me is I've only lived um, in the city that I've done a wedding one time. So what that basically means is every single other wedding that I've done has been travel, which is very unique for me. Um, It was not by choice, let me tell you that. It was really out of necessity because of my husband's job and moving us around um, in order for him to be able to maintain his job and for me to be able to grow my business. So one of the questions that I always get is like, how am I a travel photographer? And you know what? I felt it would be better to kind of go over like my top five mistakes that I've made, you know, on this journey of being a travel photographer. You know, I contemplated if I was going to talk about this, especially during the middle of a pandemic. Um, But I felt like right now is the time for us to be getting things together so that, you know, once things do change or like us figuring out how to function inside of this new normal of this new dysfunction that we're kind of in. Um, I felt like it was still relevant to give you guys this information. Um, And it's something even within myself, like even during all of this, you know, um, I'm still having to travel because of the nature of my business. So always want to say safety first, you know, put the health and the safety of your family absolutely first before anything else that you do with your business, right? I just have to say that disclaimer. I know we're all adults, um, but we're all trying to make the best decision for our families right now. And, you know, traveling may or may not be, you know, something you'll be willing to do. Like, for instance, um, when I when I had to travel, I drove. So that was a way for me to mitigate my risk of me being by myself and, you know, um, keeping myself safe and keeping my clients safe. Okay, guys, so let's get into my five big, biggest mistakes as a travel photographer. And this is in no particular order. I'm just going to go through them for you all. And hopefully you don't make these mistakes for yourself and inside of your business. Um, so mistake number one is not having a a travel credit card my first year in my business or my first year traveling. That was a horrible mistake. Um, And honestly, like now that everything has kind of hit with the pandemic, um, before I had a travel, a business travel card, I was really running my business without any debt whatsoever. So I had no need for a credit card. 
Um, but I really wanted to take full advantage of all the points, you know, and getting as many free flights as I possibly could to mitigate, you know, the cost to my business. So getting a travel credit card was the best thing that I could do just for the rewards. And then I decided to go with the Delta um, MX card. This is not sponsored by them. And I absolutely love that card um, because I'm able to get into the sky lounges um, and it's really convenient and I get a companion pass. So when you guys are looking for whatever travel credit card that you're looking for, um, make sure that it works for you. I'm flying in and out of Atlanta a lot. That's Delta's hub. Um, and, you know, just really think about, you know, the points and everything and how that works out, especially when it comes to how much you're traveling. Um, but for me, again, like I use Delta for international and then I use um, Southwest for domestic. And looking back on it, I'm not going to lie, I should have gotten a, a, a Southwest, you know, credit card. But I didn't even think about it at the time when I was um, looking um, for cards. So I just went with the Delta one. Um, and another thing, too, that I would say about this, um, just in general, when it comes to establishing business credit, this is very important. You know, when the pandemic hit and the government was giving out the small business loans, I saw a lot of people not get those loans. And I wondered if part of the reason why is because they did not have business credit established. You know, um, it, the, it's one of those things that you have to do in order to play the game. I'm all about running our business as lean as possible. But think about that. There may be some benefit for you there. Um, I always get free flights every year. And then there's a companion pass that's on top of it. So it works for me. Um, and then it allows me to streamline, you know, um, the, the airline that I'm on as well, because that makes a difference when you're buying tickets. Okay. The second mistake that I made is not preparing my family to leave. And this is a personal one. Um, in 2018, I was traveling. I think I traveled 40 weekends out of the year. And that is a lot, especially with, you know, smaller kids. And there was a lot of things that I could have done to, in order to make sure that my household was still running to help my husband in order for me to leave. So I think that was my mistake in being, a, being in a rush to get out the door and then to come back, like actually doing things to help before I left instead of trying to do things like within my, like, instead of trying to do things while I was away. And what I mean by that is like ordering our food. And like, this is before the pandemic hit and like having groceries delivered, you know, things like that. Having a maid came in because I was really against having help cleaning the house, um, just from cost purposes as well. But really allowing my household to still run um, while I'm gone was something that just as me as a person, as I, you know, wanted to change that. So that was a big mistake that I made in paying more attention to that um, now that I'm used to now that my family is used to me leaving. OK, number three, and this is my favorite, but also the worst one, eating my profit. This is huge, guys, because you could be in the airport and spend $20 before you know it, right? Um, buying water, buying chips or whatever, right? And let me just tell you, every city that I travel to, I find a dish that I absolutely love. So like going to New Orleans, I love Cajun food. I absolutely like, I oh my gosh, a gumbo, like my gosh, like who doesn't love gumbo? Like it's amazing. Going to Maryland and the crab cakes, those freaking crab cakes from Maryland, they are so great. It's like every city has their own little thing that they're known for. Go to uh, When I go to Boston, 
I, I could give you my whole menu and we're not going to do that today. But what I'm saying, guys, is being conscious of what you're spending your money on in terms of food. I acted like there was no such thing as a grocery store when I went to D.C., right? So really being conscious of what I'm I'm spending my money on and how I'm spending it. And I realized that I was eating out and eating most of my profit. So now I prepare snacks before I leave. I have a water bottle before I leave um, my house. And then also I put inside of my budget to be able to eat out one time um, while I'm there, okay? So I do visit the grocery stores while I'm in different places to grab some snacks and things like that. It really helps my, um, my overall budget and staying in line instead of eating out every single meal, okay? All right, the next um, mistake that I made is leaving the day after the wedding early in the morning. Now, this goes back to number two of not preparing my family to leave. Like these kind of go hand in hand. Um, so as a mom, you know, when you get back home or it just as a parent, period, it's not just for moms, but as a parent, when you guys get, when you get back home, your kids are excited to see you, right? So I would get up in the morning and I would leave at 5 a.m. so that I could get back home. And that was really mommy guilt, being 100% honest, like mommy guilt, like wanting just to get back home. And honestly, it was the worst thing that I could have done for my kids. I didn't have time to decompress. I didn't, anybody and everybody knows how it is after um, shooting a wedding. And then my crazy self getting up at five, six in the morning to catch the first flight out to get home. Absolutely not good. So I felt like I felt the strain on my body. I felt the strain on my kids once I got home because they wanted me to play and all mommy wanted to do was rest. So now I don't leave first thing in the morning anymore. I take some time to rest before I get home so I can be engaged with the kids and my husband once I get there. So that was a big mistake that I did for about half of the wedding, a half of about 2018 until I realized that that's not the best way to go about it. Okay, the last thing, guys, on the list, and this is the most important out of all of them, is not negotiating travel costs with clients. This is huge. Um, and what I mean by that is negotiating the cost of asking them like, hey, or asking the planner if they have travel rewards, like points or whatever. I realized that a lot of my clients traveled before, you know, COVID and having, you know, rewards points of their own. So in order for me to, to um, close the deal, asking those type of questions will alleviate, you know, um, alleviate the strain on the cost of having me travel. So just, you know, having that conversation, not being afraid to, I would generally speaking, have that conversation with planners. And I'm, but I'm going to say you like at the end of the day, like when you're doing your sales call or when you're trying to close the deal, you're trying to close the deal. And I want to be able to close the deal as much as I can in terms of the profit for myself, but also maximizing what my, my clients can, can give in that in that negotiation okay so i know this could get a little bit hairy you always want to put inside of your contract you know the standard of hotels that you're staying at and always have you know full communication of what that is like i never allow my my clients to book my air travel just because you know i have kids i have a family i like to be in control of that but i have no problem with them booking my hotel and then again i'm very very transparent about if i if you guys are at the ritz i'm gonna be at the ritz too <laughs> You know, or something like that. Just being very, you know, transparent about the standards of, of what is acceptable and what's not. Okay. 
All right, guys, those are my five big, biggest mistakes that I've made on this journey of being a travel photographer. It has been a crazy ride, even with COVID. I would tell you that right now. I don't really see much, you know, changing with me. I do try to shoot a lot more local now. But even with yourself, if you are saying to yourself, once everything goes back to normal, you want to be a destination wedding photographer, you want to get back out there, remember these five mistakes and remember them, especially when it comes to the negotiation part that is something that I feel will help you along your way all right guys well that's it today is a short episode I just wanted to jump on here by myself and just say thank you again this has been an amazing journey let me just say that on some real stuff like I have had some great conversation I have had some more great conversations that are coming one of my friends um, is coming on the podcast talking about their investment journey I'm going to give you guys more information about my investment journey um, we have my friend Mike coming for the free roots project and he's going to talk about the state of black America and just everything that's going on. So we only have a few more episodes left in this season. So make sure that you guys stick around and this is going to be great. All right, guys, I'm rambling now. If you want to keep up with us, head over to Instagram at Beyond the Pretty um, Co. Or if you have any questions or concerns, you can email us at info at Beyond the Pretty Co. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye.